Hey, you love the show, right? Show off that love with a shirt from LoisRules.com or get your gimmick at BoxAgimmicks.com, the official store of What Happened When. Posters, hats, tumblers, accessories, and more. BoxAgimmicks.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Savewithconrad.com just helped a family just like yours secure an interest rate in the twos. For a mortgage, you're overpaying right now if you're in a 30-year loan or if you have an interest rate in the threes, fours, fives, sixes. What are you waiting for? Keep more of your own money before it's too late. Just last week, the experts started to advise that we might be on borrowed time with these interest rates. Take advantage of these rates while we've still got them and find out how much money you can save for free at SaveWithConrad.com. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Everybody has heard this. Make sure your sweetheart knows she's your star. Picture it, it's Valentine's Day, and she opens this really cool gift box and out slides a blue rose trimmed in gold. You know, the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets, and you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. It's breathtaking. Now, picture a magnificent, real, 24-karat gold rose deeply dipped in real pure 24-karat gold with petals in this rich blue color covered in sparkles. That mimics the stars in the sky. That's Twinkle Twinkle. The brand new exclusive rose only available at Steven Singer Jewelers. Real jewelers, real roses, really dipped in pure 24 karat gold with real lifetime guarantee. It's always the number one Valentine's Day gift that lasts forever. It comes with your own free personal love note and ships fast and free to the love of your life, your wife, daughter, or sweetheart, and says, I'm so lucky to have you in my life. Stephen's brand new roses, $79. But his real 24-karat gold dip roses started only $59. Go right now to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Well, Conrad, uh, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, I guess we can say uh, Happy New Year, can't we? Uh, Happy New Year, indeed. I'm excited to be with you. Of course, tomorrow is New Year's Eve. This is our last What Happened When of the year. 
and we're going to be watching an old thunder from December 23rd, 1999. This is where Goldberg nearly loses a limb punching out a limo. It's going to be a lot to talk about today here with, uh, WCW in 1999, but we got to take care of a little business first. Uh, usually we're recording video for these shows now for adfreeshows.com. Uh, but because this is the holiday season, our video producer, uh, has a family commitment right now. So no video today. We will be back with video next week. Sorry to disappoint you, but Hey, it's the holiday shuffle. Uh, secondly, we really want to thank, uh, Geico for all of their support. They got us not one, but two, I think fabulous bonus shows. Uh, we were able to go back and watch the March 26, 2001 Monday night raw. Of course, we've watched the last nitro, but Tony never saw the raw that aired that night. So we got to watch that. That's available now brought to you by, of course, Geico, but maybe the most fun bonus show we wound up doing during this entire little Geico run. We had David Crockett join us. How fun was that Tony to hear from David Crockett after all these years? It was great because he was in a, it was in a tremendous mood. And when we approached him about doing it, he really wanted to do it and wanted to talk to us. And it was tremendous. That was the David Crockett that we talked to on our podcast, uh, thanks to Geico again, was the same David Crockett that I had done all those broadcasts with. He was always in such a good mood and, and such fun. And even, even back when the company was going down and it was his company, he was still always smiling and happy and joking around. So it was good to have him uh, with us and, and, and see that, uh, David Crockett, even though we all got older is the same David Crockett that I knew and grew up with. If you haven't already, go check out the video. It's at adfreeshows.com, or you can get it with the ads brought to you by Geico, of course, over on YouTube, but my goodness, it was so nice to see you guys together again. Uh, and, and a shout out to Geico again for helping make it possible before we jump into thunder though, there's, uh, some sad news in professional wrestling and it's been kind of overwhelming as you and I are recording this, the news just came out last night. But we've lost Brody Lee, AKA Luke Harper. Uh, he passed away at just 41 years old. Tony, the, uh, the wrestling world has been shocked by this news. Most wrestling fans didn't know that John had been in a bit of a battle for the last few months in the Mayo clinic. And even when I heard that, I just assumed he was going to kick out at two and a half. Like we always hear about in, in pro wrestling. And unfortunately he didn't. And. I don't, I, I didn't know him that well, but he was one of the first, like, uh, one of the members of the active roster who listened to Bruce and I, and he followed me on Twitter and we started co corresponding. And I remember once he asked Ashley, Hey, can you help me get some of those shirts that Bruce and Conrad are selling? And she thought it was hilarious that she had to reach out to me for merch. And, uh, I got her some stuff and then he thanked me and said, uh, he couldn't wear it to shows or, uh, to TV because he didn't want to get heat brother. Uh, and then we kept in touch anytime he was in Huntsville or I was in Rochester and I, I had the pleasure of watching, um, SummerSlam 2015 and catering with his wife and kids. And they're just so delightful and such a great family man. And I'm, I'm sort of overwhelmed with the support from the wrestling community. I showed Megan last night as I scrolled through Instagram, I scrolled for 10 minutes. And I didn't see a single post that wasn't about him. And it was the same message over and over. What a great guy. What a great family man. 
you got to know him pretty well over the last several months. What can you tell us about your time with Brody Lee? First of all, he, he became, uh, with us, uh, one of our, our real leaders in the back and he didn't lead, he didn't lead by being noisy or, or talking. He led by example. People say this about when people pass away, people say this about a boy. He was such a great guy. He was, but, but for Brody, it, it's the truth. It really, really is. And we, he and I really developed a very close bond when he won the, uh, the AEW championship and I was in the ring interviewing him. Uh, he did the classic big guy bend down to my microphone. So when it was over, uh, and the show was over and in the back, he said, how was the interview? I said, well, I said, you, you made a mistake. And he said, what? I said, I said, you're so big and tall. I said, never bend down to the microphone. I said, I will put the microphone up to your mouth, stand up tall, stand up straight, stand up strong. He went, that's a great, that, 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 that's great. Thank you for that. And so basically from that moment on, and of course, you know, it, we didn't, um, we didn't see much longer after that. From that moment on, he called me his mentor. Mm. Uh, and the only thing I really mentored him on was the microphone. Right. Uh, because for a guy, his size, my God, he could work. He was, he could do a lot of stuff. And, um, unfortunately the, the, uh, AEW, uh, uncensored podcast that, that we do the one we did with Brody, we did it a day before he got sick. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and and then we heard he had been airlifted to the Mayo Clinic and Amanda, his wife came in and uh, met with the, the entire group and told us how bad a shape he was in and please don't say anything to anybody. So I, I think everybody did a great job of just, you know, keeping it, uh, close to the vest as the old cliche goes. And well, uh, we all knew that it didn't look good, but we all were hoping that he would kick out. And then we had, uh, uh, the, the day that he passed away, we, they had, uh, they gave we received an email that we're going to have a, a, a company wide zoom call in 30 minutes. And I knew that if we're going to have a zoom call that quickly, something was bad. Yeah. And so they, they told us about that. So, uh, I got to know his wife, Amanda, uh, his son Brody has been backstage, uh, and, uh, we keep him backstage with us. Now we take care of him and, and I do need to say this, and I'm going to write something about this and post it somewhere, uh, maybe on ad free shows. I think it'll be worth a read because I'm really going to pour my heart out about this, not only about Brody and his family, but about, uh, about our company and about Omega Parake and Margaret, uh, Stavley and, uh, Tony Khan about how good they are and how much they have taken care of the family and how much they have, uh, just made Brody's family a part of ours. And, and we, they, they did that because they care about people, but they also did that because of what type of person Brody was. Um, he was big, he was burly and it was a hell of a character, man. The, uh, they did some great stuff, man, with the, uh, with the exalted one. Uh, and not only did he leave us too soon, he left, uh, he left us too soon as far as, uh, only getting to know him for just a short period of time. I know the people in the WWE knew him as Luke Harper. And I know he had a really good run there, mm -hmm. uh, knew him a lot better than we did because of the time they had with him. But in the short period of time, we got to know him really well. 
it's it's a tragic story. It's it's a heartbreaking story because it's such a good person and a good dad, like you said. I want to talk about what you guys did for the family in just a moment. So remind me to come back to that. But okay, I was always a fan of the persona he presented on TV, and of course, uh, lots of people online would say, "Oh, he reminds me of Bruiser Brody because he had the the wild eyed look and the crazy beard, and he was a tall guy." But his work was really something else. And the first time I really took a look at that for more than just, you know, character presentation and surface, whatever I'm hanging out with Arn Anderson. One of the very first times, probably 2013, maybe 2014. I don't re- I don't remember exactly, but somehow we're just talking about the current product. And usually when I was picking Arn's brain, I'm talking about old school stuff. Cause that's what I grew up on. And he made it a point to say the guy to watch is, is Luke Harper. And I was sort of taken aback and, and was like, really, I expected him to rattle off a dozen other names, but he said, oh no, this guy's something special. And he said, I watch wrestling differently than the way fans do. And I see this guy's house show matches. You know, we might have five shows on a loop. He's working the same opponent every time. But every time it's a different match and not a lot of guys do that, but didn't mean that he's overcomplicating it. Just the way he would put together his moves and combination of moves. He's like, he's one of the best we got. He has the most upside and the most in-ring wrestling talent you could ever ask for. He was just adamant. This guy is special and moving forward. Every time I watched one of his matches, I thought about what Arn said and I'll be darned if he wasn't right every day, it was something different. And I don't know, there's just, um, something special about him, but there was also something special about the story that I heard about the way you guys shared a pretty nice moment with Brody's family, including his son recently, uh, at TV. Can you share some of that? Well, they, uh, they had, uh, knowing that Brody was, was very sick and knowing it, knowing it was holiday time. And I guess knowing that. For him to kick out, it was going to be, uh, I don't want to say a miracle, but it was going to be very difficult for him to kick out. Um, they had brought little Brody to TV who is just uh, wrestling is his life and he's eight years old. He's great. He really is a great kid. And they had, they made him a member of the dark order. They put a mask on him. Uh, he came out, uh, with a kendo stick. He beat up a lot of people. And this was, of course, a, a, a TV tape with nobody in the audience. Um, they signed him to a contract, legitimately signed a contract. When he gets age of age, he'll be uh, he'll be with AEW. And uh, they have just uh, they have just they've taken care of him, and he follows guys around all the time in the back, uh, and he becomes a part of us. And Amanda's back there and it's, it's funny because not funny, but it's in, in a way funny. We, uh, when we do uh, TV tapings now, we, we will have a live show or a tape show dynamite. And then we will have sometimes 13 dark batches. Right. So, so we're there till 2 AM sometimes. And Amanda's, I was sitting back there with her when dark was going on. She said, you know what? I I'm dead tired. I need to go back. And get some sleep, but I, I, he, he just loves us so much. I'm just going to wait. And so she waits and 
until it's all over with. And he gets involved with the guys and sits in the gorilla position and, and um, comes out sometime with a mask on and does some crazy things. And it's just, uh, it's just, it just shows you how the, the roster loved Brody and how we are family. And not only that, Omega, who is uh, our lawyer and our uh, HR person in charge of HR and Margaret, have just uh, taken care of, absolutely taken care of the family. Absolutely been with Amanda this entire time. And uh, Tony Khan has taken care of him too. So when, when Brody was hired, we all said, man, that's a great hire. Yep. Because we knew he could work. Yep. But then we got to know him. We thought not only is this a great hire for talent wise, great hire because it's a great person backstage. It's, uh, it's tough, man. It was a tough day. It was a tough day when we got the news and, uh, it still is. And I've been texting back and forth with, uh, some of my friends, close friends on the roster and everybody is just really devastated. But again, there's, there's no question. There's no, and, and, and this is why I get so angry when. You know, there's trolls out there, I know, and, and they always troll us and troll me, but and I don't mind it, but when they troll Tony Khan, it really pisses me off because I know how good of a person he is, and, I mean, really pisses me off. So this is just, uh, again, uh, for me personally, just solidifies that I didn't make the right choice in life. Yep. Uh, good company, good people, uh, and lost one of the best, if not the nicest guy backstage. Hey, I, I know you're, um, just taking up for our friend, Tony, but you know, he don't care. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, troll away. Tony Khan don't yeah. care. No, he doesn't care. He, he believes in what he's doing and his people believe in him and that's all that matters. And man, I just, God dang, I would have wished that this, it's just hard to imagine that this is real. 41 years old, man. I know. 41 years old and just, just, I mean, just how fragile life is. Got sick one day and, uh, didn't, uh, uh, did not, uh, did not bounce back. Lord knows two young kids, this, yeah. you know, this ain't about me at all, but I was telling Megan uh, just last night, I had more people that I know personally die this year than any year of my life. Hmm. Lost an uncle. I mean, just on and on one of my very best friends, John, and then of course, Brody and, uh, Pat Patterson. Yeah. And just yesterday I never met him, but Jim Ross lost Danny Hodge too. It's just, right. and you know, what's bad too, is I've lost family members around holidays and they always think of that. And that's what sucks to me is maybe not right now. But a few years from now, Christmas will almost be like a trigger of sorts for people who lost a loved one around the holidays. Mm. And it's yeah. just, golly, it sucks, man. Especially 41, man. I know it's there. There's nothing, uh, you're right. It's going to be a trigger. Uh, Lois and I were uh, having dinner last night, uh, when we got the call and I did the zoom call right there at the table at one of our favorite restaurants and. I told Lois, I said, every time I go to this restaurant now, that's what I'm going to think of. Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's, uh, it's a, it's a tragedy. Uh, it's a horrible tragedy. Um, uh, but, um, 
it's one of those things where you know you made the right move as far as hiring a good person. You're not going to find a guy like Brody Lee uh, every day. You're really not. And It's also a reminder to uh, be good to one another and to appreciate how precious and fragile life is. I mean, it could literally be here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, you heard Tony say, we did that podcast with him, and then the next day he got sick. It's just, it shouldn't be that way. And I don't know. It was, uh, we did the podcast, and here's another little note, too. We did the podcast, and of course, as we do, as you and I do, we, we talk before we record. Mm-hmm. And Brody and I had a great conversation going back and forth. And when the podcast was over, Cody sent me a text, and he said, I just heard from Brody who really thinks you're uh, just a great guy and really thinks that he really enjoys working with you and is really so appreciative of that little tip that you gave him about not bending down and standing straight up. And I said, well, Brody's really a special guy. And that was right after the podcast. And then he got sick. And so, uh, our relationship was, was going to even be a lot closer. And, uh, and this happened just uh, terrible tragedy. And, you know, just, a. Man, let's put this year behind us. Lordy, my God, just, I, it's, you know, I mean, I, I, you can't blame it on a year, but it's been a terrible year and, uh, thank God for wrestling fans to be able to listen to us and hopefully we can, we can, uh, brighten their day and maybe we can brighten our day here as well by, uh, by watching a really another bad episode of thunder. No. If that's the way to brighten your day or not, but Tony, before we do that, you know, and you and I don't talk about anything before we get on here. I know sometimes people think you and I work out different bits and, oh, well, you say this and then I'll say that, but that's just not the case. We just get on here and freestyle and let her rip tater chip. And because we're friends, that's easy to do. And I'm going to just call a little bit of an audible here and throw something out there and just see how you feel about it. Mm. What do you think about to sort of honor? Brody's name and his legacy is not only a wrestler, but a family man. If we try to come up with some sort of Brody Lee memorial scholarship, you and I, and we raise some funds here and we donate some of our podcast proceeds and we get somebody, some young person, a scholarship to a wrestling school where we pick up the tab. That is a tremendous idea. I am all for that. So we are. We're very fortunate to, to that, uh, thanks to our fans that, that we do, uh, bring in some money for our families. And, uh, I think part of that money should go to exactly what you're talking about. Well, we're going to figure that out, but I think that'd be a good idea, uh, for, and, and we can, you know, aim for young people who really have aspirations of being in the business, much like Brody jr. Uh, and of course he's got some inroads, but there's probably some kids out there who'd really like to do that one day whose family can't afford to pay the three or four or $5,000 or whatever it is to get trained these days. Well, Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson can, and we'd be glad to to sort of pay it forward in his honor. So we'll figure that out, but man, go watch some old Luke Harper matches, go watch some old Brody Lee matches. Uh, Tony, uh, there's a, there's a ladder match. I'm going to send you a link to that he had in WWE that I think you could put up against anybody. It was him and Dolph Ziggler. You want to talk about a spectacle and I know you weren't exactly watching in that era, but I think you'll get a kick out of this. 
Okay. So I'm going to send you today. I'm going to send you a link to that, but right now, boy, I hate to transition away and I'm sure we'll continue the conversation about Brody, but let's fire up WCW thunder. Let's try to laugh at silly shit. December 23rd, 1999. It's one hour, 31 seconds. And WCW in late 99, uh, well, I think you once described it as a coffin on roller skates. Every bit of it. Starcade 1999, as you may recall, went down on December 19th. So this is actually four days after Starcade. Um, and we're going to see a, a pretty gruesome injury here. Tony, I've got thunder pulled up on my end. I'm ready whenever you are. Okay. Uh, I uh, am ready and let's go to one of our, uh, one of our great listeners for the countdown. Somebody say something about needing a countdown. What do you know? It's the voice of my childhood, Tony Schiavone. That means when I was off somewhere being verbally abused by my fat uncle, I was hearing in the background, full arm dragon twist. The tape machines are rolling. Oh my God. It's the Yeti. Okay. The Yeti didn't come along until I was like 20 years old, but you get what I mean. And of course the answer to the question, what happened when is, uh, well, I don't recall or that's right, JR, or that's right, Excalibur. So I picked up one of these RE20 microphones because I really wanted to sound like Conrad Thompson, but it uh, isn't quite working. The uh, next thing I'm going to try to pull that voice off is maybe take a hit off of a vape and then start talking while I've still got the shit in my sinuses. So I don't vape. Let me try something else. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. I need you to head over to ad-free shows where you can pay money to hear me mispronounce words. That's right. I say nostalgia, even though it has one L, which it should be nostalgia. But even more important than that, I need the money, because the last time I filled up on five bucks, I had to eat the antlers. Okay, slapdicks, get ready. Three, two, one, play. And there you see, what'd you call that? The exploding cat the, vagina? The, the exploding vagina. What, what do you think about, as we see Roddy Piper here with his son, the jacket and the kilt. I like the look, but in the background, LaParka standing on a chair with his arms crossed. Tremendous. Okay. You've heard us talking about hymns and you've heard us talking about how they're helping guys look their best. Well, if you haven't heard about it yet, it's time to see what it's all about. And here's a fact that 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. And once you've noticed that your hair is thinning out, buddy, it can be too late. We do have the solution though. No, it's not a weird solution. It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. It's called 4hims.com, F-O-R-H-I-M-S.com. Now it's time, guys, to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. 4hims connects you to licensed medical professionals online, which could save you hours. I mean hours. Completely confidential and discreet. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines for you. And today, Hims has given you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund. And right now, our listeners of What Happened When can get their first visit absolutely free. Go to 4 WHW. That's 4 WHW. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. 
Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's 4 slash WHW. And thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or your renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Some of the, some of the most memorable wrestling moments happened on Russo's watches. And yes, there were some good moments. Uh, or yes, there were some bad moments, but there were a lot of good ones too. I guess what I'm trying to drive out here, Tony is the narrative on the WWF side was always Russo's talented. He just needs a filter. And they thought his filter was Vince McMahon. Mm. So these crazy ideas, maybe Vince McMahon would approve. I don't know. One in 10, two in 10, three in 10, eight in 10, whatever the number is, but some of them would get shot down, but Russo went left to his own devices. To get out there and be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. You were there. Yep. What, what do you make of the argument that Russo was best with a filter? Well, I think, uh, I think at times he did need a filter, but the narrative that you are talking about, did they come up with that narrative after he left? Yes. Yes. Well, there you go. It's like, well. He wouldn't have gotten away with that stuff with Vince because Vince, bull fucking shit. No, they did a lot of craziness. I mean, they had a lot of craziness, by the way, let me just mention, I don't think we put it over enough. I like this thunder set, the thunder set that looked like aggro crag at the first one was a real piece of shit, but this set with all the lights and the industrial, that was fucking cool, man. Yeah, it was, it was cool for a show that no one wanted to do. Yeah. The show that sunk the ship that, well, that uh, you can't blame one thing, but that helped sink the ship that began sinking. It was the ice first iceberg we hit and, and we're going to open the show with probably like 10 minutes of talk. Well, because that was the formula for raw at the time. What do you think Bret Hart's saying here? Uh, well, this is what it's all about. (laughs) Now I'm not from Winnipeg. Uh, and you can thank me for drawing this house, but Winnipeg's got a mafia. Now it's a mafia made up of Chris Jericho, a Kenny Omega and that, uh, Cyrus, the virus type guy, Don Calais, who now is trying to take over the AEW world title. Well, guess what? I took over the WCW world title. And we're getting ready to do an angle that's going to lead to the end of my career. I'm getting ready to be kicked in the head by a bald piece of shit. I shouldn't say that. That's not what this is about. But here I am with the NWO. And I left because of a screw job in Montreal. And now I come here. And this whole promotion's a screw job. Take a look at the guy to my left. With the baseball bat. You think he's not going to go in the back and use that baseball bat on people? He really will. Let's take a look at my leg, my leg. What are we seeing here now? That's uh nitro from October of 99. This is not where he got kicked. Is it? No, he got kicked four days before starcade 99. 
Okay. So hang on a second. He's so, so as he's doing this interview now, right? Yeah. In the ring on, he'd already been kicked, right? Yes. Oh, his wrestling career is over. He doesn't know it yet because Russo, he, he, Russo's still booking him for shows. Okay. And he's saying, so Hey, he, I can't, I can't work. I can't, I'm, I'm not good. And, and I think Russo's like, you don't have to work. Just, you know, come cut a promo. And by the way, I'm not right. being critical of Russo. Fuck. Nobody knew what we know now. Right. Like, you know, now, yes. Could things have been handled differently? Absolutely. Was everyone doing that back then? Absolutely not. So the, the deal back then, and again, I'm not trying to attack. I'm just trying to explain back mm -hmm. then. The attitude was rub some dirt on it. Let's go. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're not dead. Let's go. Now we've yeah. learned a lot more about head trauma and you know, we'd probably handle this a little differently. Yeah. Well, they, you know, rub some dirt on it was probably the mantra they used in football a lot too. I know it was, I got that from football. It, yeah. And, and hockey and all the physical, what sports, they would say so. is, oh, you got your bell rung. No, right. I have a brain bruise. You hit mm -hmm. me so hard or I hit myself so hard, whatever. Mm -hmm. that my brain crashed into my skull and now it's bruising and swelling. That's what happened. I didn't get my goddamn bell rung, but you know, that's just, that was the old Southern expression. We'll rub some dirt on a kid. Walk it off. Yeah. Fuck that. That don't work. I'm out. No. I'm done. I'm going to go sit down, but we didn't know. And mm -hmm. that was the era we're in here. Yeah. There was another era back then. And I remember back, of course, I grew up in the seventies, but I remember back that when you practice football, yeah, man, it was hot yep. and it's like, you guys don't need water. Yeah. You guys need to tough it out. Yes. Well, guess what? We found out we didn't need water and people started dying from that. That's right. That, that you, that's right. That's you, you learn so much. So yeah, that's, uh, again, we're, we're showing all these angles now leading up to, uh, uh between Goldberg and. Uh, Bret yeah. Hart. Now that's a shit. Look at that shot. What the fuck? I like that shot. That's uh, a terrible shot. You don't want to see the guys watching TV. You don't want to see their to see it from this angle right here. Oh, you don't like not their not their asses watching TV. Gee, was well. You're fired up about this. Well, anytime I see Craig Leathers. Oh man, you hate that motherfucker, don't you? Well, you am I the only one? Did you find out the other day? Uh, no. Yeah, Crockett was pretty clear that. Craig yeah. Leathers was a nothing happening son of a bitch. Yeah. I got to yeah. ask Bischoff because Bischoff really liked him, right? He was Bischoff's guy. Mm. Bischoff promoted him. So he was a Bischoff stooge, as you like to say. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. So, yeah. you, but you're a Tony Khan stooge, right? Well, you're damn right. I am. Yeah. So there's, I mean, I'm just saying sometimes stooge has a negative connotation, right? But it just means you're a fan. Like I'm a Tony stooge. I don't care. Well, uh, thank you. Or Tony Khan or no, no, Sean? you come on. Remember when I played both sides against the middle for that sweet, sweet Tony Khan money. Come on. <laughs> Something you'll remind me of <laughs> until the end of time. <laughs> well, so how about this? I didn't used to until Cody outed me and publicly shamed me. <laughs> it worked out. Hey, they're getting their money's worth out of your ass. Ask Taz. He'll tell you. Oh, well, thanks for bringing this show down. By the way, how cool is it? Not, I mean, listen, I don't like this NWO 2000 thing, but check this out, dude. World title, U S title, 
tag titles. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is sort of old school horseman esque right here. Is it not? Yeah, it is. And you know, the old thing, the old, uh, which of these four do, does not belong. <laughs> yeah. Boy, Scott Hall sticks out here like a sore thumb, doesn't he? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's the guy without the t-shirt on. That's uh, like, yeah. Brett Hart shouldn't have been in this group. We agree. No, no. There he is on your turnbuckle. <laughs> Good God. Uh, so you got a Detroit boy Where's Scott Hall from. Is he from Florida? Scott Hall is, uh, from the Tampa area. I think I thought so. Uh, didn't that where he shot that guy? He shot a guy. Yeah. You didn't know about this. No. Oh yeah. Are you ribbing me here? No. Okay. I can't believe you didn't know this. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. It was like, he not only shot a guy, like he killed the guy. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Wait a minute. And this was after WCW before. Oh no. Before he, before you ever met him, before he got in wrestling, he murdered a guy outside of a strip club, shot him in the head with a 45. Now in fairness. The guy was fucking with him. He came after him and Scott, I don't know like of all the people to pick a fight with in real life, Scott Hall's a big jacked up dude. Are you serious? Like, yeah. So anyway, Scott Hall was defending himself, but he, 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 he took care of business there. And I think that's one of the reasons when people would, uh, start piling on him about his substance stuff. I never really did. Cause I, you know, and some of that is because I have sympathies for folks who are in the struggle with addiction. I've got somebody who's very near and dear to my life that has been on the struggle bus with that for a long time. And right. But I can't imagine as a young person, you know, have that on your conscience, have that memory. Yeah. I'd probably drink a little bit too. Oh, I'm with you, man. I did not know that story. Yeah. I'll send you a link. Oh, here's a guy. Here's a guy that helped kill the business with the microphone. So what do you think he's saying? I have no idea what I'm doing here, but here's the fact. I held up Vince for money and coming up in about a year or so, I'm going to be the first one he fired. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Let me take my glasses off so I can see what's, what the fuck's going on here. Well, they go bring Goldberg out. Oh yeah. Here he comes. You you need to track this. I want to hear what he's got to say. Goldberg is like the white Ahmed Johnson. Just big jacked up. Good look. Can't talk. Hurts everybody. Here we go. Let's track it. Oh, just the music. That's the best part of the promo. Here we go. You listen right now. And you listen good. I've been thinking about Monday night a thousand times. And for me, there's only one truth. Compassion is dead. And so are you. One by one, I'm going to rip your hearts out and shove them down your damn throat. 
stuck crap tonight. The term ain't gonna be who's next. It's gonna be who's left. And you piece of trash is feel jumpy. You step up to the plate right now. Terrible. And yeah, it, I think today, I think today was doing com, was doing the commentary there, the lead commentary. Yeah, it was him. You'd Thank God, you'd probably Shivani at this point. I mean, seriously. No, it was. How terrible okay, was that was, promo, bro? It was terrible promo. It, it, it wasn't the greatest promo in the world. Uh, wait but, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You let this nothing happen, and motherfucker, take your chair. Yeah. Look at that shit. Have you noticed that uh, Scott uh, Scott Hudson's got the higher chair? I mean, listen, when you when they took your middle seat, you said fine, and you just pumped your chair all the way to the bottom, screwed it over to the end, and said, "I'm just gonna sit here and look pretty." I did. I was pretty too. I, I, I had the hair of the group. Oh yeah, Efren's whacking it right now. Stop it! Stop it! I'm just saying, you're a damn good looking man. I am a damn good looking man. You don't get all, you don't get that gaggle of kids you got without being a good looking man. Yeah. I can see now why Britt Baker loves me. Well, just there's a, there's a joke in there, but I, I'd get some shrapnel on other people. So I'm just going to let it go. I'll have to tell you all fair. I had a good one, but I got to keep that one to myself. Really? Every now and again, it happens where I'm like, Hmm, we'll get heat huh. for that. Mm-hmm. I'll just keep it. Yeah. I liked, I liked that. This was like, this is like the Tony Schiavone role that we have now. Uh, right now I'm saying you're right, Scott. That's you're exactly right. right. <laughs> you're, you're right today. <laughs> Mike today yells, don't pay suicida. <laughs> this was a good, this was a good broadcast team. And this, I, I tell the story once again, that we were doing a, we were doing a thunder and I, I, I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. Please do tell it, Tony. I'll tell it. I was in the backstage area and, uh, Bischoff and Russo were working together. What was I talking about? Um, I don't remember. I don't either. Well, are you a big fan of this? Yeah. You like motorcycles, uh, huh? No, no. Anyway. So I, and so they said, we want you to do the lead commentary. I said, Mike, they're already out there. We want you to leave. And I walked out and told Mike he had to take his headset off that I'm going to be doing the lead commentary. It was terrible. It was, oh, it was one of the worst things I've ever had to do. Let's listen to this. Come on. Get it out of my mouth. Mike, you're going to face Brett the Hitman Hart for that title. However, with the resurrection of the NWO under Bret Hart, this whole thing takes on a much more personal significance. Gene of all believed that life is about being true to yourself. And part of being true to yourself is about making decisions. Some are hard, while others are easy. I've always preferred the hard decisions because they require sacrifice and commitment. While the easy ones are about cutting corners and um, compromising one's integrity. I grew up very close to the Hart family, and in them, I found a great role model in Brett. He not only was always very true to himself, but he's always very true to his friends. He never compromised himself, and he always fought for what he believed in. Brett, I not only looked up to you, 
and respected you. I loved you like a brother. That all ended on Monday. Brett, I looked up to you and you ripped my heart out. Tonight, I'm going to rip your heart out. It's been a long time that's since pretty, I heard a Benoit promo. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a pretty good promo, actually. Well, we were still drawing fans back then. We we're at the, in Salisbury, uh, North Carolina. How about the old oh PG 13 here? JC Ice and Wolfie D. Good God. That's a Russo booking right there. Good God. I didn't even know they worked for us, man. He had just come into the company a couple months before. Thought he wanted to set that thunder show on fire. They called us down. <laughs> we drove up. You just love the way I pronounce the word fire out there, didn't he? <laughs> That's why they say it. Uh, I, I live here. I know. Oh, God. Look at Let's track David this. Pin. Let's track it. No games, so you better beware. You don't like us. So what? We really don't care. Oh, so this is where the big boys play, huh? got something to tell you we ain't big we ain't boys we just cool like the water in the swimming pool baby and we're gonna take these school fools to school so bring out the teachers and let's get it on what do you think about that old school memphis shit baby that's some white trash shit right there man i love it so much i love it on the inside where it counts (laughs) huh Lay a meow. True or false? Jimmy Hart's girlfriend for a long time. Uh, from what I understand, uh, it was true, but I don't have anything concrete to back that up. Can you believe the varsity clubs here? It's not 1989. It's 1999. Well, right. They, they, they resurrected, resurrected the NWO. Look, Sullivan's got a whistle. He's also got a number on the socks. And, and Leia just, you know, she was, uh, oh God, having her do the, um, the frog walk or the, whatever walk that was duck walk, duck walk. Thank you. Okay. Did you ever see the night kimono want to lay a dance to top the ECW arena? I did not. Oh man. They used to promote that on all I'm talking about all of their TV shows mm-hmm. because once upon a time, the ring broke and they were all like yeah. nervous. What do we get this blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. She did a strip tease on top of the arena and they sold it on videotape. Well, she was, uh, she was provocative. She was sexy. She was, she was beautiful and. So there you go. Come on. I want to lay you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I want to lay you. What's wrong with that? In theory, nothing, but <laughs> how we got by with it. I don't know. Well, why wouldn't he get by with it? Tony? Uh, shit, we got a lot of by with a lot of shit. This wasn't her name though. Her name. That was ECW. 
Her name here was Leia Meow. Oh, that's right. Leia Meow was, I thought we, okay. Now. Yeah. Leia Meow. Like, you know, lay me now. Yeah. Right. Lay me out. Where are you at on lay me out? You like that name? I'm, I'm for her. I'm for, and here's uh, Rick Steiner just beating the fuck out of people. Well, some things never change. Yeah. Which is not much as, <laughs> and you know what? He didn't call that spot. He just grabbed him and the guy he grabbed is like, oh, I'm going up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do about it? <clears throat> yeah. You're going to do nothing. Look at this. <laughs> he ain't calling shit here, guys. <laughs> you're going to let me finish is what you're going to do. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. Oh God. I could watch Rick Steiner all day. Rick Flair. You say you're my hero. Oh, the Steiner. Yeah. Because he could do what he wanted to do. Exactly. That's the thing. That's, that's why he was Flair's hero. He could do what he wanted to do and no one could do anything about it. And they just thrown the match out because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're not here to win. We're here to make a statement. Oh, tied him to the tree of woe. I don't know why, but I always love the tree of woe. Yeah, I did too. First of all, it has a great name. The yeah. Tree it does. of woe. Reminds me of Joey from Blossom, the tree of whoa. Did she just do? Did she just? Did she just hit him in the nuts? I think she went over there and just hit him right in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Can you imagine, like, if you if you're PG thirteen, you're like, oh man, we're getting booked again. You know, we got sent out of New York, but now we're going to work in Atlanta. This is gonna be awesome, dude. Get some of that sweet, sweet Ted Turner money. You show up, look at the booking sheet, and they're like, Rick Steiner, God damn it. <laughs> How much are we getting paid again? <laughs> Fuck this. And we're going to let Liam Meow hit us in the. Yeah. Well, don't, don't worry, guys. He's not going to flip you too hard. Oh, good. Yeah. We're going to have this girl punch you right in the dick instead. What? Memphis ain't that bad. Uh, wait a minute. Track it. <laughs> that is not what I ordered. Did you see that sign? <laughs> I want a Salisbury steak. So did we just see David Flair commit an armed robbery? Yeah. And Daphne, they did. I kind of forgot they there committed. was armed robbery. They committed an armed robbery and they wanted Salisbury steak. And, and what's funny is the WWE network decided it was what they meant was Calgary steak. You're hanging out with some friends and you're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think of calling a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. 
And that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Everybody has heard this. Make sure your sweetheart knows she's your star. Picture it. It's Valentine's Day, and she opens this really cool gift box and out slides a blue rose trimmed in gold. You know, the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets, and you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. It's breathtaking. Now, picture a magnificent, real, 24-karat gold rose deeply dipped in real pure 24-karat gold with petals in this rich blue color covered in sparkles that mimics the stars in the sky. That's Twinkle Twinkle, the brand-new exclusive rose only available at Steven Singer Jewelers. Real jewelers, real roses, really dipped in pure 24-karat gold with real lifetime guarantee. It's always the number one Valentine's Day gift that lasts forever. It comes with your own free personal love note and ships fast and free to the love of your life, your wife, daughter, or sweetheart, and says, I'm so lucky to have you in my life. Stephen's brand new roses, $79. But his real 24-karat gold dip roses started only $59. Go right now to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Dug and dug and do 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 do. Ah, ho ho. So, so, uh, cut the music. There we go. Well, take a look at this Motley crew here. That describes them. You know, the filthy animals are a lot of things. But one thing for sure that we, that I know that we are is Americans. I can't hear you. You know, revolution. Boy, we're not tracking this. This is not good. (laughs) One thing I know we are is Americans. I got you. (laughs) One thing I know we are is Americans. (laughs) Why did that get all over you? (laughs) <laughs> he just, he realized that. That got he you. He was fucking up. He was, he was, uh, is my English good or bad? We, I got to get it right. We are, is. America. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, let's go to a commercial right the fuck now. Jesus, criminy. Hat on backwards. A nose the size of Wisconsin. All oiled up. Big ears stick it out like my grandson's. Holy shit. Hey, by and the way, shout out to you and Lois. 
I can't believe Lois was down with it, but you guys posted a really nice video around Christmas of your, uh, your grandson. And you know, Lois always has such an aversion for appearing on camera. I was like, I couldn't believe you got that pulled off. Congrats yeah, to well, you. That was we, a cool we, video. Thanks. We, we, uh, I, I said, we're going to take a video with our grandson and we're going to put it. And she said, no, I said, yes. And I handed the phone to Laurie. I said, roll. <laughs> so she couldn't get up fast enough. <laughs> but you know what? It was, it was y'all. I liked it. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Yeah. It was a great, it was a great Christmas with our, our grandson. And now Matt, as we're taping this, Matt and his, uh, his daughter and his wife have just arrived from uh, New York to your house. This, yeah. To my daughter's house, Laurie's house. Uh, as a matter of fact, while we were taping this morning, I got a text. They just, they drove all night from New York city to get here. And, uh, so later this afternoon, We'll get together with them and have another Christmas celebration. So it's been good. That's cool, man. I, uh, you'll you, grand grandkids are wonderful, man. I, they, they are, they're wonderful. Is it fair to say this has been, uh, the best Shivani Christmas in a long time? Yeah, it's been the best Shivani year. Good. Uh, it is, uh, it is overall start to finish been the best Shivani year. And I'm talking about financially and as far as family growing and, yep. um, 2019 will always be, uh, 2019 will always be a year of great transition. 2017, because you and I started will be a, also a great year in my life too. So, uh, yeah, man, considering what 2016 was, it's been wonderful. Yeah. You compare 16 to, to 20. It's, it's like a whole new world. Yeah, it is. And, and again, just like, uh, I, I, I probably shouldn't draw this correlation, but I'm going to, just like we had talked about with, uh, the passing of Brody, uh, you never know what life's going to throw at you. Yeah. So you just got, you just got to kind of just roll with the punches or do the best you can. You never know something could break in your favor or could go the other way. Enjoy life. I, don't I guess it's a good lesson for me, isn't it? I had a really great conversation randomly yesterday with Bruce, we went up talking for almost two hours, not, not podcast stuff, just calling, checking in. And, you know, he's been so busy this year. We haven't gotten a, a ton of the time like that, but we've had a bunch of, I don't know, 30 minute calls, but it's rare when I'm on the phone with somebody for hours and, uh, it was just really nice to catch up. And we did a lot of, uh, reflecting. You know, he had his best year this year and I had my best year this year. And we're both talking about how weird it is that we're, we've both done really well in a year where we know a lot of people who can't say the same. It's been a really challenging, mm -hmm. difficult year. And, uh, I don't know. It was just like a, a mutual admiration society because we started talking about how random this all was this podcast journey that we're on and how it's positively affected Bruce and you and Bischoff and most of all me. And, uh, I don't know, man, we got a lot to be thankful for and this Brody stuff and Bob Ryder stuff and my uncle HR and my best buddy, John, and just puts it all in perspective, dude. We've got a lot to be thankful yeah. for. You're right. And I, uh, and I realize that every day of my life. I realize it every day I wake up 
And I, it's not, not necessarily the first thing I think about, but it, it's not too long after that, that I'm, I'm realizing it. Um, that's why, um, that's why when Tony Khan called me the other night and said, I'm going to be in Atlanta, you want to have Christmas dinner? I went, you damn right. And we had Christmas dinner and, um, cause I appreciate him. And that's why when you get on this podcast and, and say terrible things about me, like you always do, <laughs> I say, damn right. <laughs> no, you talk don't talk about me. Like sh- talk about me like shit all you want. No, you don't. You go, you will lie. You will lie. You will lie. You will lie. Available now at lowestrules.com. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we didn't talk about it, but my phone blew up a few days ago during dynamite. Um, apparently our old pal, Eddie Kingston did his best Conrad impression and just gave you shit the entire night. <laughs> I, I, my phone was blowing up like, dude, does Kingston listen to the show? Because he's busting balls, Tony, in your honor. Like this is serious. He has made it his point. He says, Shivana, you like this? You like me busting your balls? I said, yeah, lay it on me, man. Go ahead. And, and then when Lance Archer came out and Eddie walks behind Jr. right? And there's a heater there and I know he doesn't know the heaters and I don't even knock it over. So I put my hand out and he says, get your hand off me, Shivani. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to protect you, you dumbass. But listen, Eddie Kingston do anything he wants, man. I just love him. Just he, absolutely love him. He is a walking, talking soundbite machine. That guy, I'm so glad he's on, you know, he's got a spotlight on him now. He has been the epitome of pro wrestling for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's one of the great characters. And what's great is I really do believe this too. You could pick Eddie Kingston up and drop him in any era of wrestling. You want to drop oh, him yeah. in the attitude era. He'll make it work. You want to drop him in Crockett in 1986. He'll make it work. I mean, sure. he, he just, you know, it's like the old George Costanza, right? It's not a lie. If I believe it and he convinces himself first, I've never talked to him about this, but you could just tell he's not playing Eddie Kingston. He is Eddie Kingston. And exactly. it's, it's the old George Costanza. It's not a lie. If I believe it, he believes it. Oh, I know because he, I mean, listen, Eddie, Eddie is like you in a way that you may, uh, what you hear on Eddie Kingston is Conrad giving me shit, but Eddie Kingston behind the scenes gives me shit all the time. <laughs> he does. That, that means you deserve it. I mean, I'll walk by him. I'll walk by him backstage. He'll say, say Hey, Shivani, what are you looking at? I said, I'm not looking at you, motherfucker. That's for sure. And I keep on walking. So that's the kind of relationship we have. My, uh, my only heat with Eddie Kingston is he takes great issue with Dairy Queen. Yeah. Well, it's cause he's a New York idiot. Well, you need to get right with the Lord. If you can't find something you like at Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. you know, you're fucking snob. Oh. Just saying. Well, he'll be the first to say the reason I don't like Dairy Queen is because you and Conrad do. That's the reason. <laughs> All right. That's acceptable. <laughs> that's what he'll say. I'm just saying I put a dilly bar in front of that motherfucker. He's going to learn a thing or two. <laughs> he'll come right around. Is. He'll come around. This is shit. I don't want to eat this. All right. You might be onto something. Speaking of shit, we're getting ready to see a car crash. Tank Abbott, LaParca. Are you ready for this? <laughs> no, <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. 
Lord. You know what? I think I want to track it. <laughs> well, a lot of people would like to see. Mike, you and I have seen many, many ultimate fights. We've seen take. Kevin Long, did you see that? One punch down goes to too brutal for the UFC. He's in the ring right now in take Abbott, and you're exactly right, Tony. This guy may match Goldberg when it comes to sheer. Dude, what the fuck are we watching right now? <laughs> We're watching a guy who does, is going to business for himself. <laughs> this is a mugging, dude. Tank Abbott never learned shit about pro wrestling. He's just swinging live rounds, picking people up, and dropping them. Oh, unprotected chair shot. Walk right through it. Start swinging rights again. Jesus Christ. Oh God. Is this one of my favorite wrestling matches of all time? Just now. This is a good, this is a classic. Uh, yeah. Ring the bell. I don't blame you. And this is why ring the Vince bell. Russo hell said, file a police report. <laughs> That's why when Vince Russo said, do you mind tank Abbott giving you a gut shot? I went, yeah, I do. <laughs> that fucker ain't touching me, but oh, he just knocked out, uh, Doug Dillon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'll never forget. David Flair told me once he was not old enough to rent a car, right? He gets signed the WCW. They fly him into the town. He goes to the rental car desk. He knows you're supposed to rent a car, but he gets there. And of course he can't rent a car because he's not 25. And nobody thought about that in WCW when they booked him. So now he's just there trying to figure it out. And he realizes I don't have a ride. I don't know how to get to the next town. I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh. And check out Norman Smiley here hiding from Goldberg. That's, that's a good shot. Anyway, <laughs> thank Abbott says, sir, come ride with me. And David has to think, should I ride with tank Abbott or just try to walk to the next town? Because I might. This might not work out for me. Exactly. But he made the decision to ride with tank, but he was the entire time with a clenched fist thinking whatever he wants to do is going to happen. It's not up to me. I got to be ready. Are you tired of having 45 minutes a week where you aren't listening to a podcast? Well, buckle up because here's another one. Remarkable teams is a podcast that breaks down the history of the best, worst, and most memorable professional sports teams of all time. It's hosted by comedian Dylan Gott. He's appeared on The Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana, Post Wrestling, and Comedy Central UK, even though he's a disgusting Canadian. Remarkable Teams has episodes profiling the winless 2008 Detroit Lions, the 1995 Seattle Mariners, and the 72 LA Lakers that went 69-13, and led by Wilt Chamberlain and Jerry West. Remarkable Teams is available every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or just follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Remarkable Teams. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Save with Conrad.com. Just helped a family just like yours secure an interest rate in the twos. For a mortgage, you're overpaying right now if you're in a 30-year loan or if you have an interest rate in the threes, fours, fives, sixes. What are you waiting for? Keep more of your own money before it's too late. Just last week, the experts started to advise that we might be on borrowed time with these interest rates. Take advantage of these rates while we've still got them and find out how much money you can save for free at SaveWithConrad.com. So we've had Rick Steiner, Tank Abbott, and now Fit Finley coming out. So there's, there's some real ass kickings going on during this show. 
<laughs> so that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got pads on. I might as well just really, really hit him. <laughs> oh, this is fucking <laughs> Hey, there was a lot of good shit on this show, man. Yes, there is. <laughs> we, we're watching this because of the Goldberg thing, but man, Steiner just beating the shit out of people and Tank Abbott and now Fit Finley. <laughs> Wow. Boy, that got you tickled right there. It did, man. I just, I, I just, I just really love back in the day because it didn't happen to me back in the day, people who could really beat your ass as a shoot, really beating your ass as a shoot. <laughs> I like that. Oh my oh, gosh. God. He opens the door in the kitchen and out comes Brian knob swinging a kendo stick. Finley just hit him with a, with the canned good. Yeah. By the way, the, <laughs> the hardcore title, do you know what wound up happening to that? What you mean? The actual belt? Yeah. Or the, no, what happened to it? So Ming won it at the mm -hmm. sin pay-per-view in January okay. of 2001. Yeah. Our last pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Right. And a few days later, well, no, it actually wasn't the last one. Cause you had, okay. A, yeah, Next anyway. to the last one. All right, whatever. He left the W he left less than a week later to go join the WWF. Okay. So he he's on the WCW pay-per-view in January, wins the hardcore title, leaves less than a week later to be in the Royal Rumble for the WWF. He is the hardcore okay. champion. Right. So he won it on a Sunday. The next Sunday he's in the Royal rumble. So you guys just okay. vacated the belt. Well, fuck, I guess he's on their team now. So no more hardcore champion. That was it. It's just amazing. I mean, like, look at, look at the big story. It was when Ric Flair left WCW as world champion. Was it a big story when Ming left? Nope. It was just nope. Sunday. Cause here's the thing. What are you going to do? You're going to sue Ming. You're going to send Doug Dillinger to his house to get the belt. You're going to tell him he owes something. I don't fucking think so. Ming does what the fuck he wants. He'll eat your goddamn face off. Exactly. So here's the lesson. When flair jumped in 91, he should have just took Ming with him. They'd have been hot about it for a minute. And then it'd been like, well, it's probably okay. We'll be fine. We don't, we'll be fine guys. We'll make a new belt. That, that I think that would have been the lesson. Oh. Meanwhile, we go from the choke scene to, uh, Lord. I wonder if Kurt Angle packed his bag for him. I, I oh. you know what? These, uh, oh my God. These skits kind of, uh, I don't know. They took away from what we were really doing. Right. No, no shit. Which was wrestling. Well, what you were trying to do, you weren't really wrestling here. No, we, no, we just, I mean, we've had a couple of matches, a couple have been thrown out, I, I guess. Uh, and was there a finish on the last match? I don't think there was. We just hadn't, we just had some action in the ring that we threw out. Uh, and most of it was like, uh, not really wrestling. 
Oh, hey, uh, coming, I'm coming through your town tomorrow. You are? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I, uh, I, I also want to say that, uh, one of our, uh, one of our longtime low key big hogs, uh, Justin Davis out of Cincinnati. Yeah. Just, uh, bought a house. He said on our zoom chat the other day, he said, thanks to Conrad. Woo, woo. How about that? He's the man, dude. Yeah. He's been with us a while. Oh, I know. Since the beginning, I think. One of the OGs. I'm glad he's, uh, calling himself a homeowner now. Yep. And there you go. Save with Conrad with another. So here we go. Uh, again, we go to the ring and do we have any action? Do we just have talk? Hey, uh, I know, you know, maybe it doesn't mean what it once did to you, but I think it's pretty badass. We just did the NWA world champions loan. We did what? Let's save with Conrad.com. Uh-huh. I just helped the NWA world champion, Nick Aldis. Oh, really? Buy like home? a badass dream house type deal. Right. Well, I shouldn't say where he lives, but it's an awesome house. He and his lovely wife, WWE superstar, Mickey James got the save with Conrad.com hookup. That is tremendous. Just in time for that Christmas. That is too. tremendous. Good job. I like that. Good I job. say I'm going to be in your town and you're like, okay, cool. Let me switch gears and talk about something totally unrelated. Cause I have no interest <laughs> in seeing you. No, no. I was putting your ass over is what I was doing. Anyway, I got some yeah. business that I got to take care of. I think you know what it is, but I didn't realize it, but I got to drive right through Atlanta to get there. Oh, so I was like, by and, and, and see how the house is coming along. Yeah, I'm down. I'll, I, I'm going to do a run in and bring sandwiches and just don't tell Lois. I just want to take over. Okay. Did you ever see, um, Bam Margera's TV show on MTV? Yeah. Uh, Viva La Bam. Yes. So he would just like storm in on his mom and dad and just take over. And they, they were like, what the fuck's going on and film it all. Well, I'm going to do that. Cause I'm going to bring Silva and he's going to be walking behind me and I'm just going to walk around and start slapping Shivani's and hugging everybody and feeding them. <laughs> Egg salad sandwiches. That sounds good. <laughs> we've done, we've done a lot of work on the house. It started with cleaning out the garage and now the garage is getting junky again. Well, that happens. Yeah. Uh, Cause we, we got new, uh, furniture for the family room and we put the old furniture in the garage before we sent it off to be donated. Yeah. So yeah, come buy some egg salad sandwiches. We won't tell Lois the, our two <laughs> little doorbells, uh, bug and chewy will just bark their full heads off, but they don't bother anybody. They just run around in circles and bark. I know bug. Yeah. Uh, he's with me all the time. So yeah, that'd be great. That would be great because tomorrow, uh, let's see, <clears throat> tomorrow I've got a physical therapy appointment in the morning for my knee. Uh, and that's it. I'll be home. Don't even call. Just knock on the door. You know, what's funny is I, I legitimately lined up lunch with pop pop, but me and you both know how that's going to go. He's going to cancel an yeah. hour out and say, Wendy said, I can't go. Yeah. And so, um, I told, uh, Silva and Cassio, I forgot to mention Cassio's comments. You're going to hate it. But I oh, said, no, uh, fine. Hey, uh, here's the deal though. When he blows us off an hour out, 
we'll just do a run in at Shivani's house. Mm-hmm. And so then Silva's like, okay, I'll see if Tony wants to. I'm like, no, 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 don't tell Tony. We're just going to ring the doorbell and take over. We're just going to bring sandwiches in and take over. And Lois will be miserable and hate it. And Tony will laugh about it for days. Yes. And look at there. You were like, yeah, yeah let's don't tell Lois. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. We need to tell her shit. And I, I don't think she's downstairs right now cooking a turkey. So she's she doing, she's still doing it in the oven. Like you're supposed to No, it's fucking lame. No, I'm no, 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 no. Like I said, and I think 95% of the people would agree with me. You don't, you don't cook a turkey. Like you're going to be tailgating at an LSU game. It's not tailgate. What are you talking about? In a, in a smoker with Cajun seasoning that you put your big egg up, you bring out the pickup truck, you put your big egg up, you put on the TV, you sit in your chairs and you smoke the turkey with low Cajun seasoning and you have some beer and whatever you have. And that's how you enjoy the turkey that you cook. The turkey we cook is in the oven with sage and the great turkey spice. And you enjoy it for your holiday dinner. And you put on your diaper. Pink panties. Man, look, look at the NWO 2000 here doing a run in with bats. Just, uh, oh my God. Look at the bat that Brett was holding. Did you see how fucking gimmicked up that was? No, I look didn't. At it. I didn't notice. It's he left it laying on the ground. Cause it's just, it's totally bent in half. <laughs> look at it. Yo, I see it. Oh my God. And Scott Hall just kicked it out. Scott Hall's laughing. Like, get it the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's a shame. Is it not? What? That's the, the bat would be my God. No. It's embarrassing. No, it's, it's all WCW buddy. You know, things went wrong for WCW. I think only because they hired you. <laughs> no. No, Eddie Kingston, because they were, it was just, wait a minute. It was almost like I was doing that. Eddie Kingston stole my shit. I didn't steal Eddie Kingston shit. What the fuck? I never get any goddamn credit around here. This is bullshit. He's a great wrestler, but I'm, I'm the OG of Shivani ball busting. God damn it. Yeah, you are. Let me have that uh, one thing. He has that, he has that dynamite platform. Anyway, what I was saying is that, oh, they, are they going to show Brett's bat? Yeah. They're going to show it in slow motion. Please. do. Oh, they cut, they cut on it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I thought they, I thought we'd be dumb enough to show it again. <laughs> uh, by the way, you ever have that paint get down on the pores of your skin? No, never have. No. Well, I got some on my balls once, dude, <laughs> not good. Okay. We got to, uh, uh, enlighten us. But what, how it got in your balls. What do you mean? What? You know what I'm going to ask? Oh, um, Charles Robinson signed them. As absurd as that sounds. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> You're so full of shit. 
No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You're, you're, you're yes, you are. Hey, Megan. <laughs> no, don't, don't bring her into this. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I'm not saying. <clears throat> hey, Megan. I'm not saying you're full of shit because the story is full of shit. I'm saying you're full of shit because you actually had him sign your balls. Yeah, of course so that's is. why. Oh my God. Here comes champagne Canyon. Ah, Lord with baby and Mrs. Jones and Jay Briggs is his attorney. I think that's the former Clarence Mason. Yeah, that's him. Mm. We were character driven, weren't we? Yeah. So I guess it was, uh, 2016. Uh, we're hanging out in Charlotte. We all go drinking and, uh, come back to Charles's house after doing some bar hopping. I think we had dinner. Yeah, we did dinner and then did a little bar hopping, went to three or four bars. It was fun. And then come back to his house and, uh, keep hanging and drinking. And he had like these, a stack of like eight by tens on his kitchen counter and like all these different markers, like paint pens that you had to like shake up. And so I just start ribbing him. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is this real? You, you're doing meet and greets in your kitchen. What, what are you doing? And so, you know, I just start doing what I do and he's like, oh, do you want an autograph? And I'm like, yeah, I sure do right here. And I'll be damned if he didn't just take that paint pen out and start shaking it up. And Megan thought it was the funniest thing ever. And Hey, that's not good. By the way, when that, when that, when that metallic paint gets down in the in the pores of your sack. Woo, yeah. Less than ideal. Well, you earned that one, you dumbass. Yeah. That's the last time I had my, my nuts autographed. Good. Good. That's, that's a great, that's a great life hack. Don't have your nuts. Well, no, no. The life hack is not, not to do it. The life hack is don't use a paint pen. Just use a regular uh-huh. Sharpie. Well, yeah, here, here's the thing. Me and me and Cassia will show you tomorrow. We'll, uh, we'll sign your nuts with a regular Sharpie. And then on the way back through, we'll sign your nuts with a paint pen and you can just okay. let us know which one hurt more. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And we'll, and we'll record that and put it on ad free shows. Oh, of course. It's an ad free shows exclusive <laughs> Shivani sack. Okay. So now we've got, uh, Liberace character. What, what, what did we call him? Maestro name? maestro. The maestro. Yeah. Uh, Canyon is doing commentary. By the and... way, I think Canyon is one of the more underrated players in the history of wrestling. Can we agree? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was tremendous. And we got another ass kicking going on here. <laughs> this is when Bam Bam was sort of, uh, not at his best, right? Right. I mean, you can see it, right? I mean, you can see it. He's lost weight. Listen, growing up cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid, but eventually we all grow up and realize, and this stuff's full of sugar and junk. We probably shouldn't be eating, especially first thing in the day. I mean, we all know breakfast is the most important meal of the day. So maybe loading up on sugar isn't the best idea. And if you've been trying to cut down on carbs or sugar or unhealthy food, you're probably thinking, man, I can't eat anything anymore, but here's the deal. That's all changed now. Thanks to magic spoon. I have to admit, I grew up on that same sugary fruity cereal that we all loved as kids. 
but then you start to think, uh, I'm getting too old for this. I can't do this. But what if you could enjoy a great taste like cocoa, fruity, frosted, even blueberry, and it had zero sugar? What if it had 11 grams of protein? What if it had only three net grams of carbs in each serving? Now we're talking, baby. It tastes amazing. And it's honestly too good to be true. Now, my favorite in my household, well, everybody else likes the fruity. The cocoa is a sleeper, but blueberry is probably my favorite, believe it or not. No matter what you enjoy flavor-wise, you're going to enjoy that this is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Right now, go to magicspoon.com forward slash WHW to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code WHW at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash WHW and use the code WHW for free shipping. And we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring today's podcast. Okay, the internet is the most important thing we got in the entire world. You may say, nah, it's not. Well, it is. That's how we listen to the show. That's how we talk on the phone. That's how we do our work. That's how we shop. So it's important. That's how we pay our bills. So it's important to get secure and private access to the internet. And here's how you do it with a VPN service. You see, a VPN service provides you a secure encrypted tunnel for online traffic to flow. And nobody can see through the tunnel and get their hands on your internet data. NordVPN is the best VPN if you're looking for peace of mind when you use public Wi-Fi, access personal and work accounts on the road, or want to keep your browsing history to yourself. Protect all your devices with NordVPN. Do you use Windows at work? Mac operating system at home? Linux for your special projects? No problem. There's a NordVPN application for each of these, plus apps for iOS, Android, and Android TV. Oh, and also encrypted proxy extensions for Chrome and Firefox. Best of all, with one Nord VPN account, you can secure up to six, count them six devices at the same time. And there's a very special Christmas deal from Nord VPN. Every purchase of a two-year plan will get you four additional months free. Go to this website, nordvpn.com slash WHW. Use that coupon WHW at checkout. Again, Nord, N-O-R-D, VPN.com slash WHW and use the coupon WHW at checkout. Get secure and private access to the internet right now. And I rolled my fucking eyes. I said, is, is a camera, do they have a camera with? They said, no. I said, see, they're trying to make it real. They're trying to work the boys into thinking it's real. And now they're trying to work the boys again. They, they fooled. I mean, maybe they did fool somebody. They didn't fool me with this at all. It, it was no, there was nothing. They tr just, uh, again, when you get to the point to where you're really, really desperate, I think you try things like this, right? Work the boys. Yeah. So, but it was, it was not, it was no, it was not a shoot. Who, the maestro's girl, who was the maestro's girl here? Well, she was awfully, awfully pretty. 
says, and of course, she's being referred to here as a gorgeous woman. Yes, she is. And then there's, of course, there was an idiot checking on her. Look at that. Is he trying to eat his butt there? What was he doing? I think he was. Okay. I, I want you to track this only. We'll see if Evan can talk, right. which I he bet can. he can. I got something for you. Merry Christmas. Did that say how to pick up chicks? That's what it said. Here's the guy that's had all the women problems, Evan Courageous. And who are those other two guys? You know what? I'm sick and tired of being. Is this the introduction of three count? These women in the back. So I think it's time that Evan Courageous makes a comeback and stands tall. So I want to introduce you people to my boys, Shannon Moore, Shane Helms, and they don't call us the Backstreet Boys. They don't call us in sync. They call us the three count. So fellas, let me fair warn you. We're going to charm the pants off of all your girlfriends. And then we're going to drop the skanks that they are. Hit the music. This is Shane Helms debut. It's three count December 23rd, 1999. Here we go. A million times, this is true. My heart beats faster, and I have no clue. I didn't know how I was gonna get through. It's definitely love that first time. Can we fuck with Shane about his hair here? We sure can. I mean, this looks like he's got that Don Callis haircut here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, him and uh, Shannon Moore and Shane Helms signed with WCW in May of 99. And here they are debuting as three count. I had no idea this was the debut of three count when we picked this episode to watch, but I'm that? really glad we are. I am too. And I'm also glad we got to, we got to see Evan Courageous talk because you can tell he was one dumb motherfucker. Hey, we going we going this is three count and we're going to take all you girls. And I'm Evan courageous. So I'm the one that really can't talk. I'm going to give, they're going to give me the microphone. Thank God for Chavito. I don't know if you know this or not, but you need to watch your mouth talking about, um, Evan courageous. He talks for a living even now. What does he do for a living? Oh, he's a telemarketer. That's good. You know, I'm glad, I'm glad I found that out because next time I get a telemarketer call, I'm going to answer it. I'm going to say, is this Evan you? fucking courageous? Then I'm going to hang up on him. I need to see that worked out and do a skit of life with Lois, a phone ring and you answer. Is this Evan fucking yeah, courageous? Put it, on, put it on speaker. Hey, this is Evan courageous. Oh, well shit. Now they're going to rob a, they're going to rob a convenience store. Oh, maybe not. Hey, have you, um, have you got a baby gift picked out yet? A baby gift? Yeah. Uh, no. Have you thought about what you're going to get them? Who are we talking about? Your boss, Cody and Brandy. 
Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Lois is going to make something. Oh God. We got to track this. Are you kidding? We'll call me crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> I love these old skits. This is what was know. up with Vampiro's point right there? Did you see that? Oh my God. You see that pipe bend? What are they doing? <laughs> and then here comes stupid ass David Penzer with his neck brace. This is the worst Joel Gertner impression I've ever seen. Just let him be David Penzer. That's enough. We don't need this. <laughs> we like David Penzer. Like, Just let him be David that, Penzer. That, oh God. That was like a, that was like a scene from a Batman movie. Yeah. If Batman you was have, shitty. Yeah. A shitty Batman movie. You're right. You have. You have Daphne pretending she's Harley Quinn laughing and giggling. They have all these guys painted up like the Joker jumping out of a car in the middle of the night, beating up someone. <sighs> Here come the animals back again. Hmm. Billy Kidman, Evan courageous, all in one show. Can't beat that. Can you? You can actually. So the Goldberg thing is that, uh, it ends the show. I think, I think he dies oh, right in the, the last show. scene. Yeah. Okay. So here comes hacksaw again. Uh, I want to, I want to read you something about the Goldberg angle. Okay. I'm ready. It's from our buddy, Daryl Marshall. Okay. Who works for Turner broadcasting. Uh, he is a, uh, well, he works for Warner media. He's director of sports production. And he also sh comes to all of our, uh, all shows, uh, when these, when it doesn't have an NBA conflict. And he said, Hey, Tony, hope you had a Merry Christmas and are enjoying all the grandbabies. I listened to all the bonus stuff you and Conrad dropped this week. Just outstanding. Wanted to give you a behind the scenes note on the next show you'll be watching. Thunder when Goldberg smashed the limo. I was the backstage producer on that show to end the show. We, of course, walked Bill and Brett through the entire scenario. As Brett drove off at the end of the shot, he almost drove the Cadillac into the production truck where my camera op George and I were standing. He almost killed us. See you Wednesday in Jacksonville, Daryl. So watch for that. Uh, not only did it, it's funny that did, you say that because I got a note from Matt Coon since we've been recording and he says, dude, there's also a scene in that episode where a car dangerously speeds away. Like crazily keep mm -hmm. a close eye on it. Yeah. So by the way, Meltzer would write of this. Bill Goldberg was injured from glass cuts doing an angle to end the thunder show on December 21st. And as of press time was in a Salisbury, Maryland hospital. There are no details regarding how seriously he was injured other than he had full feeling in his fingers and hands, which was considered a good sign considering the tremendous amount of blood loss. It reminded a lot of people of the David Finley leg injury. This was not an angle, even though it came during an angle. The show long storyline was that Goldberg was going to take out every member of the NWO one by one. He finally got to Russo in a white limo in the parking lot as the show ended and was while wearing his shoot fighter gloves, punching out one window after another. 
the flying glass apparently cut deeply into his tricep and there was a massive amount of blood flowing and towels drenched in Goldberg's blood before he was taken away. How about that? I did. Yeah. I, I didn't realize, uh, I didn't realize it, it was that serious until really the next day when we, everything kind of reset. I didn't at that uh, again, as you probably know, I hopped in my car and just like Bret Hart in the Cadillac sped away. So I, I wasn't around to, to see what happened, but then I heard about it. But Meltzer would also I'm, write fans at the house shows generally laugh when David Flair is shown on the screen or comes down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Well, who's laughing now? Cause he's making three grand a week. He's 20 years old and he's, uh, dating Stacy Keebler. Exactly. Let me be 20 and make three grand a week and date Stacy Keebler. Motherfuckers will be just, able to tell me nothing. Just let me date Stacy Keebler at any I'll take age. In, I'll take any, any of that. Yes. Look at Dean Malenko, would you? Huh? We had to put a salt off runt in here. Meltzer would write silly quote of the week was DDP in the USA today last week regarding the WWF toning down SmackDown quote. I find it hard to believe they'll water down their product. I think people feed off of controversy and it'll be the highest rated show on Thursday. Actually, the first half of that statement is the general belief that they'll tone it down, but it doesn't become a hot media issue and goes back to what it was, but it will be the highest rated show on Thursday. Get in the real world guys. Have you ever heard of friends or Frazier or ER? I don't know why, but that made me laugh. Yeah, it should. Oh. Again, we just, we're rolling downhill guys. They just, there's, I just no way to stop it. And it goes back to, I think something you and I had talked about, uh, on a previous episode, you, we, we spent so much time. We, we never stepped back and looked at it. We never, I, I really think to make it work, you got to watch it. You got to spend some time to watch it, go home or go back to the office and take the first four or five hours together and sit down and watch the shows and then talk about, did this work? Did that not work? Take one day of that and the next day, then start booking again. And I mean, that that's obviously armchair quarterbacking easier said than done type stuff, but we just kept going, kept going. Yeah. Who's going to stop us? Nobody except ourselves. By the way, this trio right here. Uh, I think it's the first time y'all did it because Meltzer would write Shivani Hudson and Tanae will become the regular announcing team for thunder starting this week. Oh, he also wrote randomly, absolutely useless wrestling trivia. When Ric Flair was growing up in a dyno, Minnesota, he used to work as a paper boy. One of the people he delivered papers for was mad dog with Sean. <laughs> Can you imagine young Ric Flair? trying to deliver papers, but they're late because he's hung over and mad dog tries to chase him. And even then somehow flair knows about the, the magic of blading, taking a bump over plants, mad dog in tow with his uh, bathrobe on hilarious. So I got, uh, I got Morgan with me, right? Yeah. And right. So we, uh, we're going to go to breakfast this morning when we get done. Cause you and I are recording very early this morning. And I said, Hey, where do you want to go? 
You want to go to Cracker Barrel? You want to go to Waffle House? What are you in the mood for? It's lots of breakfast places, but those are like the two southern redneck ones. And uh, she she always picks Cracker Barrel. And she's like, I don't get Waffle House. And, of course, David's kid, he's with me. He loves Waffle House. Mm. So I was trying to sell her on it. and I had to, like, class it up. And I was like, you know, Waffle House is like southern hibachi. Well, I guess it is, right? She's like, what do you mean? I said, well, you know, you like going and, and went steak and shrimp and, you know, all this shit. Well, it's like Waffle House for Southerners. And she's like, yeah, but what about the yum-yum sauce? I'm like, doll, that's the syrup you put on the waffle. Their yum-yum sauce is syrup. I'm trying to sell it. I think I'm still going to Cracker Barrel, though. Mm. Well, they cook it right in front of you, right? Yeah, of course you they do. Cook, you watch them cook the hash browns. Oh, I, in front of you. by the way, I introduced you to Cracker Barrel hash brown casserole this year. Yes, you did. Um, we were socially distanced. We had it delivered to the house, so we never went and left and did anything. But either way, though, I think you were surprised, mm. A, that you could get Cracker Barrel delivered, and B, that the hash brown casserole was so damn good. Yeah, man. Started my trek back downhill to weight gain, thanks to you. You're welcome. Hey, so... So let me ask you this. Um, what about the great breakfast place in, uh, Huntsville that I went with you and your dad that time? Is that they closed down? Oh, you mean the little barbecue joint? Yeah. Yeah. That's Gibson's barbecue. It's great. They have some of the best yeah. biscuits in town, but my, yeah, my kids ain't really about that life. They want weird stuff, you know, <laughs> blueberry pancakes, and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, like, like if, yeah, with the whipped cream and all shit. Yeah, all the yeah. stupid shit. So they they like right. all that. And like I have taken you when we did like the low key big hog get together. We went to another broken egg, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. More higher end, yes. nice stuff. But right, the girls are into that stuff. Me and you are like, nah, man, give me bacon, eggs, and biscuits. Let's go. Absolutely, absolutely. And so Gibson's is like my go to. Like when when it's just Dad and I, we're going to Gibson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I hey, took, me I took Rick there once and he's like, we're going to a breakfast. We're going to a barbecue place for breakfast. I'm like, no, no, just hang on. And we got in yeah. there. He's like, okay. Have you ever had breakfast with Rick, by the way? No, I've it, not. It's weird. Really? Yeah. Honey, I need 18 egg whites and a bottle of hot sauce and, and, uh, a, a pitcher of black coffee. And I'm like, is this real? And sure enough, he just knocks out the whole pitcher. And then like 18 egg whites with hot sauce. And then he's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, no shit. You do. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't gone already. That's, I can visualize that right now. Well, Hey, you married into that dude. What's that's so you, funny though, you. when, when that lady, I'm pretty sure at the, cause you know, this is a country place. I'm pretty sure he's the first person in the history of the restaurant to order egg whites period. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, cause she immediately says, now, honey, the yolk's the best part. <laughs> and he's like, I understand, honey. She's like, now, how many did you want? 18. No, really? Yeah. 18. I need a mountain of eggs. If you could just crack every egg in the back, pull the yolks out and then just bring it out here with a vat of black coffee, some hot sauce. Hot. I'm good to go. Oh God, what a character. My God. One of the best. What a freaking, there'll be nobody like him. I mean, really, you know, there'll, there'll never be another one like him. I don't think. 
Jesus, criminy. So many stories. So many stories. So many fucking stories. And he's in your family. Hey, so where are you on Country Ham? You like it? Uh, yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's not my go-to. I'm not really a ham guy. Okay. Like I'll eat ham on a pizza, but like, you know, we always have ham for Thanksgiving or Christmas, but it's not for me. I'm the Turkey dude. Mm -hmm. And even like through the year, if Megan's like, you want to make you a sandwich? Sure. She'll ask the girls you want ham or Turkey. She knows that's not even an option for me. No ham. Well, I just like for a country breakfast. I like grits, country ham, red eye, gravy, biscuits, eggs with the yolks, cheese, hash browns. Talking to some good stuff. So get some country ham today with Morgan. Do you know waffle house sold something called city ham? Yeah. Right. Right. I was like, what does this mean? This, this ham has an apartment downtown. This ham pays rent. I had to look it up. Country ham has a deep, rich, intensely salty flavor that is dry cured over a long period. City hams are cured in a solution of salt, water, preservatives, and various sweet or savory flavors, and usually smoked over hardwoods like maple or hickory for a well-rounded smoky flavor. To me though. The smoking thing would make it a country ham, but apparently mm-hmm. not the case. That's a city ham. Mm. Either way. I know that, uh, they were hamming it up to have Jeff Jarrett in the NWO. Can you imagine how excited he was to be a member of the NWO? It's great, man. Just a hey, good way to fuck up your angle, but Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett in it. Yeah. Just ask Kurt. He ever hears that? I'm gonna. He's gonna dump me on my head. I know it. It's <laughs> a great joke. Me out the whole thing, but it was right there. You know. Yeah. I got Hey, do. well, we've met. We've met uh, Mrs. Jarrett. Uh, oh, she's great. Yeah. Boy, is she ever. I think the world of her. I do too. And I love Kurt, and I hope he hears this, and he'll consider yeah. before and let me live. Well, Kurt, I just like to say, if you are listening to this. Conrad is really shit on you behind the scenes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on now. <laughs> this is different when we do it with Taz, you know, Taz yeah. like, you know, that's way yeah. in his rear view mirror, but every other day, yeah. Kurt's posted pictures of his new abs. I don't need that okay. in my life. All right. Well, I, in my head, like Kurt just walks around training like a fucking Rocky four montage 24 <laughs> seven. Uh, I, you know, I never met him really. Never met Kirk. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll fix that. There's a, there's a couple I've never met. Uh, and it, what's, what's odd was he, uh, I was backstage at raw one time and he walked by and I, I didn't say anything to him and he didn't even notice I was there. And I wanted to say something to him. Never met him. I've never met the rock. There's been a, a number of guys in this business that I've never met that I'd like to meet. So well, well notice how, when you said you wanted to meet Kurt angle, I said, oh, I can help. And then you yeah. said, I never met the rock either. And I was just, yeah, okay. He's on another level. <laughs> hey, there's nothing like a shower scene. Are we watching Kevin Nash take a shower? Yes, we are. Why are we doing it? Let's track it.
Why did they cut away once he grabbed him? Oh, he's laying. And the same can be said for Kevin Nash in the shower. So Goldberg got Kevin Nash in the shower. Yeah, I got him in the shower. And as you see, the soap ran down to the drain, much like the blood circled the drain in Psycho. You see. So here's our main event. Oh, by the way, WCW magazine is on sale now with that great logo that you. <sighs> Look at that. Do you see that? I don't know what to say here. I don't know what to say here either. We just let that go by. Okay. What the fuck, dude? Holy, holy shit. I don't really. Man. Holy shit. Let, I got to take a breath here now. Okay. Uh, and, and we go on here. Hey, there was a tweet just a minute ago from MLW as we're recording and it's about Loki. It says Loki injury outlook. Good. I'm scrolling Twitter and I see it, but there's a great picture of Loki, but in the background, you can see he's at a wrestling event sitting in the front row, very visible, easy to see lowest rules. T-shirt. Conrad Thompson strikes again. Oh shit, dude. Are we fixed? Is this really fixed to go down right here? But this match. Yeah. The main event of this yeah. show was Bret Hart and Benoit for the world title. Yeah. They, they, that, that interview set it up earlier. No, I'm, but here's the thing. I thought by now somebody would have had blood dumped on their head or they'd have been hit by a car or kidnapped or, right. you know, somebody's in a body bag and set on fire or something. Well, they've only got like. Uh, what, like six minutes left in the show and we got to an angle at the end. So it ain't going to be much. I mean, if you really want a great match in the show, you got to give these guys what 15 at least, right? Man. Can you imagine those guys created some magic over the years? Oh yeah. They had that one like tribute match to Owen on nitro. That was just fucking outstanding. And now we got this. In the middle of a gimmicked up show. And don't forget, we've still got the, uh, the finish, which we're going to see Bret Hart speeding away. And, uh, then we'll see the Goldberg points. By the way, I guess we should mention Tony. This is the last what happened when of 2020. Yes, it is. And as such, this is the last time for at least a year. With the exception of Patreon bonus episodes over at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday, that we'll be covering WCW. Because we're going to be doing all things Jim Crockett Promotions 1986 starting next week. And I'm fucking fired up, dude. Now let's let's qualify that. Are, are we going to do anything WWF 86 or just all JCP? All JCP 86, all the way okay. through. All right. Now that being said, again, uh, our, our top, our top supporters on Patreon are low key, big hogs, our glass bottom boat riders. They're going to continue to pick fun bonus topics for us over at patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And I'm sure they'll pick, you know, whatever they want, but week by week, starting at the very beginning of 86, 
we're going to watch the story of Jim Crockett promotions in 86. And I think it's worth celebrating. It's the pinnacle of Jim Crockett promotions. Is it not? Oh, it's the year, man. It's uh, a year before we started on uh, TBS in April of 85, 86, great American bashes. Great year. It was a great year for me, man. It was a memorable year. We were, I mean, we talked so much about the Monday night wars. Uh, there was a war going on there at that time too. Yeah. A war we could not keep up with. I guess, uh, same thing could be said about the Monday night wars. We couldn't keep up with that either, but. Since you and I have been, uh, doing our pod today, the news came out that urban Meyer is being looked at by NFL teams. Are you surprised that mm. he is in the conversation? No, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, urban Meyer is one of the great coaches. Uh, he's a Titanic shithead, but he's still one of the great coaches. And, uh, why not? You want us to give a, give a prediction for this weekend's Heisman trophy coming up here. I guess it's the fifth on the fifth. We'll see who the new, uh, the new Heisman. I, 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 I can't, I, I haven't been following college football at all. Let's go with Scott Trask of Florida. Is he one of the finalists? I love you. Is he? No. Okay. Is, uh, Justin Fields of Ohio state. It's uh, Mac Jones, it's Trevor Lawrence, Devonta Smith. I'm kidding about it's, Trask, by the way, but there's no way he's going to win. No, it's it's Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry. It's got to be Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm from Alabama. I shouldn't be saying that. Right. I should be carrying water for somebody else, but. Yeah. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. There you go. Why not? Hopefully a Jacksonville Jaguar soon to be. I can't wait till he's gone. Really look forward to him going up there and losing with y'all. Oh, wow. How about that uppercut? What? No, I don't mean that. I'm just saying he ain't never been nothing but a winner. And I'm ready to see him just getting L's after L's after L's. And you know, he's going to go high in the draft. So wherever he goes, he's going to be taking some L's. Sure. That's just part and of Maybe it. he'll turn things around, right? Sure. I mean, I think the Jags have two number one picks. Well, they're going to need them. Picks. If, they're, if they're wasting one on Trevor Lawrence, they're going to need them. Wasting one on Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be a pro yeah. bust. Oh, wow. All right. He'll be like, um, okay. He'll be like, he'll be like the Clemson, Tim Tebow. Yeah. Or Heath Schuler back or- in the day. He'll be or, like uh, RG three. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we hit that one at the same time. Yeah. RG three. I used to get some heat here locally. Cause I go on the local sports talk shows to promote my mortgage company. And they'd ask me about RG three and I go nationwide is on your side. He'll be a fucking <laughs> insurance agent in 36 months. He's not for the league. Mm-hmm. Mr. Glass that ain't gonna happen. Had one good year. Okay. Uh, you ready for the angle? I'm ready. There's not a lot of time left here, guys. We've only got like, oh, that was a spear and a half. Some broken ribs, some live round punches. Okay. That was a working one. Probably felt bad after breaking his rib. And now he gives chase to Bret Hart. Well, we're cooking with gas just over a minute left. Let's track it. The outsiders down. Jeff Jarrett down. And now it's Goldberg and Bret Hart. And Hart. 
second. And do you blame him at all? No way. Goldberg in pursuit. Hit it through the back. <sighs> Look at how they switched it to black and white so you don't see the blood. This is a WWE Network thing. Powers that be limo. He said a white limo. That's the PTB. Oh, 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 tonight. But what about Monday on Nitro? What about Monday? Can Goldberg get his hands on Bret Hart Monday? He's dismantling that limo. The powers that be. Oh, man. See the blood splatter all over the hood, oh, dude. Good God. It just, it's like a, <laughs> so the WWE made it black and white. Yep. The WWE wants to cut out the blood, the, the really, really horrible blood scenes. So what they'll do, since they can't necessarily cut it out is, uh, just make it black and white. Wow. I did not. And when it happened, I did not notice that. I did not notice that blood. I guess we were just screaming and trying over. to sell it. And, you know, how about the crazy car scene? Red Hart's hauling yeah, ass, man. Almost killed Daryl Marshall. Well, boys and girls, that's it. Uh, thankfully Goldberg lived. He would go on to make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And, um, we'll be back next week. We're starting at the very beginning. January 4th, 1986. It's called world championship wrestling. All things Crockett. We're going to go week by week uh, in the month of January. We'll watch the episodes from January 4th, 11th, 18th, and 25th as Patreon bonus shows uh, over at adfreeshows.com. We're going to watch mid Atlantic championship wrestling also from the 4th, 11th, 18th, and 25th. So you'll get eight total episodes in the month of January. If you're with us here on the main feed and at adfreeshows.com, of course, if you're still supporting us over on our regular Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday, we give you guys the keys to the bonus shows and you're driving the car. You tell us what you want to see. We'll make it happen, but I'm looking forward to doing all things 1986. And I did sneak something in there, mm. uh, in late March that isn't all mid Atlantic championship wrestling. Okay. And I think you'll dig that. I'm not going to tell you sure what it I is will. yet, but it's fun. But that's, that's coming up next week. Cause right now, Tony, it looks like it's about that time. As a matter of fact, Goldberg continues to beat away at the, uh, he's using his left hand now to get into the, he's, he's now in the, he's inside the limousine, ladies and gentlemen, and sitting in the limousine is Charles Robinson with a bunch of paint pens and Sharpies and a sign. We'll sign your balls for three bucks. Charles Robinson. Oh, we're desperately out of time. See you next week on what happened when we come to you on Westwood one, but don't forget on Mondays, we drop just for you on Patron. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Everybody has heard this. Make sure your sweetheart knows she's your star. Picture it. It's Valentine's day. And she opens this really cool gift box and out slides a blue rose trimmed in gold. You know, the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets. 
and you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky, it's breathtaking. Now, picture a magnificent, real, 24-karat gold rose deeply dipped in real pure 24-karat gold with petals in this rich blue color covered in sparkles that mimics the stars in the sky. That's Twinkle Twinkle, the brand-new exclusive rose only available at Steven Singer Jewelers. Real jewelers, real roses, really dipped in pure 24-karat gold with real lifetime guarantee. It's always the number one Valentine's Day gift that lasts forever. It comes with your own free personal love note and ships fast and free to the love of your life, your wife, daughter, or sweetheart, and says, I'm so lucky to have you in my life. Stephen's brand new roses, $79. But his real 24-karat gold dip roses started only $59. Go right now to IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Of course, by now, everyone has heard about the historically low mortgage rates. In fact, a lot of families are getting interest rates in the twos. That's right, the twos. But just last week, one expert said that we're on borrowed time with these low rates. So if saving money is important to your family, the time to act is now. Find out how much money you can save right now by getting a better rate, skipping your next two house payments, and cutting years of unnecessary payments off of your loan at SaveWithConrad.com. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 